So we're coming to the end of our program. You don't have to sit up here for this part, Dr. Kaiser. Um, so again, kind of uh, being Ron's ears and eyes, maybe not ears, but eyes, uh, I'm going to take the responsibility for just providing some key points from each presentation. Obviously, we had a very comprehensive review of a lot of data this morning. From Dr. Smith, we heard the, about um, viral reservoirs and latently infected cells persisting in a stable manner in most HIV-infected individuals, but a lot of unique information related to sterilizing and functional cures and strategies approaching those cures with kick and kill, neutralizing antibodies, gene therapies, and vector-mediated immune response modification being principal ones in clinical trials. Dr. Grinspoon told us about cardiovascular disease rates and just a summary point which highlights the problem for all of us that cardiovascular disease rates are 50 to 100% higher among HIV-infected individuals than the general population. And the current guidelines for cardiovascular disease modification have been built based on no HIV-infected individuals included in the data used to develop those guidelines, which leaves us in a bit of dilemma. Uh, we heard a lot about the vulnerable plaques and increased arterial inflammation in patients with HIV infection and the need for modification of both traditional risk factors and immune inflammatory modulation with the potential being there with statins for both of those in treating patients with HIV and the potential risk for cardiovascular disease. Dr. Chu did a wonderful job going through all we know currently about the recommended treatment regimens. And if you're anything like me, I think there's been a dizzying array of rapidly developed hepatitis C drugs that have left me to the point of needing something in my hands to look at every time I see a patient in terms of selecting regimens. But I think we're coming to a point where we're approaching pan-genotypically active, pan active agents that are ribavirin and interferon-free, and I think that will make the uh, sort of landscape much better for us in the future in terms of uh, treating co-infection with hepatitis C. Dr. Janowicz reviewed the challenges, including the sociodemographic factors and the challenges of a community-wide uh, multi-generational injecting drug use in a small town in Indiana and how that can result in a significant um, outbreak of HIV infection and hepatitis C infection, which wasn't quite so much stressed but as you heard, 92% of those individuals were co-infected with hepatitis C, and that will be another challenge for her and her colleagues in dealing with that outbreak in Indiana. But I think the more telling information is the fact that um, in almost all situations like this, the approaches for uh, curtailing an epidemic or an outbreak include a really uh, multi faceted 
interventions, including surveillance, contact tracing, targeting high-risk patients, addiction treatment and harm reduction services, including PrEP, needle exchange, and HIV treatment as prevention. And it would be great if we had some forward-thinking politicians that would let us do those things before we had high rates of infection in the community and not after demonstrating those high rates. Um, obviously, Dr. Kaiser just reviewed numerous complex drug-drug interactions with HIV and hepatitis C drugs. Um, I won't review all of the key points from the presentation from Croy. I think w I covered those uh, and tried to make summary comments for most of those presentations as well. And thank Dr. Aaron and our panel discussion uh, for making some really key points about antiretroviral treatment in the presentation of some very interesting cases. So I want to thank the faculty for their outstanding presentations, the audience for participating in this event and your ongoing attention, the IAS USA and our colleagues at the IAS USA for sponsoring this program and providing such wonderful support, the commercial companies for providing grant support, and I'll ask you before you leave to please recycle your lanyards and your name badges. Turn in your touch pads as you leave to the people at the desk. Please complete your electronic evaluations online. And if you want CME credit, please do so on the website as outlined in your materials. And Please be aware that there are lots of live CME activities and cases on the web available through the IASUSA website. So please take advantage of those. I think they're very key learning uh, opportunities for all of us. And I thank you again for your attention and your attendance and hope to see you all again next year. With that, we'll close the program and I'll thank my